Hello, and welcome to the Change Podcast. I am Pastor Lydia Syed with Grace and Deliverance Kingdom Church of Christ here in Savannah, Georgia. And thank you, thank you. Thank you for the great response to our first podcast. And please forgive me for taking so long to come back. But we are so excited about this podcast and you for listening and what God is going to do on this episode. I heard this testimony from this young lady a few months ago, and I knew that this would be an episode. I knew that we had to talk to this young lady and have her share her story. Our guest today is Tia Hughes, and I'm gonna pray, but I can't wait. Please, please get ready. I hope you're in a still place that you can really just hear and listen to this podcast because it will change your heart and cause you to think about where you are right now and where God is calling you to be. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity on today to come into the homes and the minds of your people, God, wherever they are, if they're driving, if they're working, whatever they're doing, as they're listening, Father God, we're asking you to bring change. You know the need and the areas in our hearts and our minds that we need change, and we know that you are able and that you will do it. So Father God, open our hearts to receive as we share and hear how you touched a life and brought about change. So Father God, we thank you that you're with us and that you will be glorified in your name we pray. Okay, so here we are. We made it to our second episode (laughs) of the Change Podcast. Yay! And I'm so excited to introduce Sister Tia Hughes, who's our guest today, and she is just going to bless you with her testimony. And Tia, you and I were kind of talking. So welcome to the Change Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for the welcome. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Now, you're not new to Savannah anymore. You've been in Savannah for how long? Oh, seven years. About seven years. Yes, about seven years. Mm -hmm. Wow. So what brought you to Savannah? Well, by way of Atlanta, um, I was first a vacationer here uh, to Savannah. What brought me is my mom heard a word from the Lord, and she felt as if we should be here. And so as a result of that, we are here. (laughs) Wow. She heard a word from the Lord. And because I know you and know your story, I think tonight is, or today, you know, whenever you're listening, as we talk about things that happen in our life to get us to the place that God wants us to be. Right. You know, a place that you said you used to vacation here, yes. but probably didn't think that you would be living here. Never thought about it. Right. And you, and you found some things here once you got here that was not in the promotional video, right? Exactly. I said, oh, okay, this is Savannah. <laughs> yeah, the sand mats and all. Right? Exactly. But when God has a place for you, mm-hmm you can stay in that place, right? And even if you try to leave, because you've tried to leave before, right? Yes, it was a lot of bumps and bruises uh, for me personally. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't accept it because let's face it, Atlanta is exciting. Right. Um, Atlanta is is the city that really never sleeps. Yep. Um, So yeah, to, to come from there, and then to come here where I honestly thought that Savannah was a place that people retired. Okay. They vacationed and they retired and you know, it pretty much stopped there. I got you. Once you, be, once you come here and you're a resident, you're like, oh, there's a whole growth population going on here. Absolutely. And Savannah has yes. so much to offer. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned earlier about some bumps and bruises. Yes. So let's talk about that. And, and we're here with Tia because we had a conversation a few months ago mm-hmm. where you told me that you were in some pretty dark places. Mm-hmm. 
in your life that you've not always been where you are in Christ. And as a matter of fact, you are almost um, an antichrist, you know, or you almost believe that way. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. Well, first, let me say that it was internal. I don't think that anybody that knew me um, Mm -hmm. would say that, oh, she's anti-atheist because I have a Muslim background. I was born and raised Muslim. So let me um, get that out. We're going to talk about that too. (laughs) And then having said that, um, it was a transition to come into Christianity. Um, I don't pit one against the other, but Mm -hmm. it's a transition. Mm -hmm. It really is. Um, We had neighbors. We lived on a a pretty good block. where we had a neighbor, God rest her soul, um, that sort of set her sights mm-hmm. uh, on my mom. Okay. And she literally prayed her in. Wow. She literally prayed her in. Wow. And with that, you know. She prayed her in. Yeah. We came along um, into Christianity. Again, it wasn't it wasn't easy because if you know anything about Islam, it's a teaching. Okay. Um, it's teaching. It's a lot of physical and mental discipline and if you're born and raised in it then you don't know anything else right um, and it kind of it makes sense to you yeah and it made total sense uh coming into christianity um let me preface too that i i always had friends that were christians okay you <laughs> had, friends. had friends that were christians mm-hmm. um and yeah and it was so yeah i had quite a few uh friends that were christians and in fact, i was thinking of a, a close friend of mine and we're still close to this day um mm-hmm. She was always talking about Christ. Always talking about Christ. Always talking about, always, I mean, literally always talking about Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would, you know, peacefully listen. I couldn't piece it all together in my head, but I would peacefully listen to her because she was my friend. Sure. And we're still friends today. And every now and then we talk about, you know, how <laughs> I just would listen. I wouldn't say it. And now I join the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're telling her about the goodness of God, yes, right? Exactly. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about change and I always like to get to that trigger Mm -hmm. that point that caused you to change so bring us since you went to your childhood and growing up Mm -hmm. in the Muslim um, home and all of that what was it that caused that change was it you said your mother yes so Mm -hmm. something happened in her talk about what happened to her to change from Muslim to Christianity well because she um well, she was the head of our household, and okay. not only that, she um, because she believes so strongly, okay. you go from one strong belief mm-hmm. to another strong belief. And my mother was a friendly person, so she liked our neighbor across the street. Okay. And so you know, she would help her out, but the neighbor had her sights on her. Her soul, not <laughs> yeah. just okay. Oh, yeah, had her, had her sights on her, um, and today if it was not for her and you know my mom has her own testimony but if it was not for her I really don't believe um, that we would be saved today like not not any of us Uh, wow yeah that's how you know she was uh, with the Holy Ghost filled and fire baptized she was so um, in that being and I mean this uh, jokingly um, she was relentless in her pursuit of her soul Relentless. I'm Mm going to write that down Uh because I like to recap Mm -hmm. at the end. So as Christians, if we're looking, if we have our sights on someone or if we are looking to cause change, Mm -hmm. we need to be relentless. We're going to talk about that. So as we go forward, Mm -hmm. so now you're you're on this side, you're a believer Mm -hmm. in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. You've been changed. 
then life happens. Yes. And now you're at another place. Let's talk about that. Right. I mean, and that's the place. Life happens. Um, nobody, we weren't really told that life happens. Mm. Um, you know, um, we are. We were told that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And if you're not supposed to make images, you know, of Jesus. But the images we saw didn't match what was in the book. Yes. And so if you're taught a certain thing and you're looking at a certain thing and the book says something different, there's a, a, a mental challenge that takes place. At least it did with me personally. Um, so I was challenged with that mentally. And then I read the Bible for many years as a history book. Okay. Um, even though, you know, I went to the altar. As a matter of fact, when I went to the altar several, 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 several times to get saved. Several times. <laughs> we can identify with that. I'm sure there are many listeners that can identify to with that. To get saved um, over and over again, there was this, so much that I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so much to say, you know, you have to believe God for it. I did not even know how to believe God. Um, so... One thing that I got onto once I got in the church and got saved was the tithing. Uh-huh. I had absolutely no problem with tithing. I questioned everything else. Oh. The very first time I heard of tithing, I'd never heard it before. Mm-hmm. They said, you need to tithe, you need to tithe 10%. I have a little checking account. And so I wrote checks. I, I never questioned that. And that made sense to you. That but made some sense of the to me. other principles in the Bible. The other principles, they didn't. I had to come around to it. Um, and it and a lot of times the teaching were as if it didn't, in my mind, acquiesce to somebody that was in, say, first grade belief. Okay. Um, they spoke to you as if you were about ready to graduate. Mm-hmm. Because most of the church, you know, churches that I went to, they were ready to graduate. I mean, they were out there, you know, doing evangelism and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, you know... We join the choir every now and then. You know, I did sure. something, but mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's only because my friends were there. And wow. I was around church people. You can be around church people and still not and still have questions and still wonder why they are the way that they are. Um, and so I was. I was, you know, I was friendly enough. I was friendly with a lot of people that I knew because I didn't question their Christianity, but I did look. Okay. Um, you were watching. Yeah. I did look and it was you know, and choir was really, really, really popular. And it was popular whether you could sing or not. <laughs> <laughs> they would let you in the choir so they could have the big choir. Yeah. We know not, about that. Uh, get ready to say, yeah. And, and singing is not my gift. You sing in the shower. You, yeah. Ask me, girl. You should hear me in the shower and in the car. Joyful noise. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's where I was. But I liked going to choir rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Something I just did. Um, the church that I belong to uh, in Jersey... My mother dropped me off at intercessory prayer. And when I say she dropped me off, she literally dropped me off. Left you there. Yeah. Um, And so I got um, in with the, and I didn't, if if I'm honest, I didn't really want to, there were older women. (laughs) And I didn't necessarily want to be with, you know, older women because I'm the only younger person there. Um, But that's where I learned how to pray. So in the secret you know, closet, uh, if I may say, intercessory prayer is not necessarily an overcrowded place. Right. Um, it's so usually you can sort not. Of, so you can empty out your heart. And that is where I learned to pray. 
Okay. Um, it was probably never more than five of us there, mm-hmm. maybe six, mm-hmm. and we would. That's where I learned how to pray, and that's where I learned to walk and pray. That's where I learned to pray the Psalms. Mm-hmm. That's where you know, you know, I learned to the seriousness um, gotcha. of prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look to see results, um, when it's your turn to pray the entire service on Sunday, um, when it's your turn to. Um, lay hands on people when it's your turn to do that but you're not going to hurry up and do that you have to spend an awful lot of time on the altar in prayer so you're mm-hmm. saying then prayer is what brought about that change yes and you at that season at, at that, that season because it's about it, again it was about five or six people so they can do the one-on-one they all they always had I, there wasn't a question that i had that they couldn't answer you know so, you know, that's where, and they didn't have a problem answering it. And they laid hands on me. And then, you know, I learned to kneel and pray. Yeah, it made all sorts of sense at that time sure. to, to kneel and pray. So that's step one. And, you know, that step, so that's an important, because we're, we're going somewhere here, just the, you're on your journey. Yes. And so now you're a believer, you're an intercessor, you're praying, you're growing. Mm-hmm. But something happened that knocked you off course. What knocked you off course? Um, because we were, it, it was so many, I guess I want to use the word tragedies or, or things I didn't think belong. Okay, here's the thing. Um, I didn't think that belonged because I thought when you get saved, when you get, uh, that's the importance of teaching. And let's be honest yeah, here. Yeah, let's be yeah, honest. Absolutely. When you get saved, when Jesus is in your life, it's kind of a, you're coasting. You yeah, know? You're, you're everything is rosy. Yeah, your you're next happy. step is straight to heaven. Literally. Yes. You got your Christian friends, you're around, and you've got your little bubble going, and you're fine within that bubble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never any, you know, witnessing. And then when stuff begins to go awry, um, as they will, as they have, um, you're like, Wait a minute, Lord is hold up. This is wait a minute. Where is this God that is so good that we talk about? Yeah, we talk. Wait a minute. And I have my little checklist. Mm -hmm. I have a checklist for years. I prayed. I believed. Mm -hmm. This this is not supposed to happen. Right. Yeah. This is not supposed to happen. This is resonating with someone Uh, who's listening. And maybe you're at that place right now that you gave your life to the Lord. mm -hmm. You've prayed. You've done what God has asked you to do Mm -hmm. in your heart. And you believe. But there are still things that are not happening for you the way you want them to Mm -hmm. or think that you deserve. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get down into that um, and understand that there's a change that has to take place in you to understand why God does what he does. And it's all in the word. He's already prepared us. You know, the word said, man born of a woman has a few days to live and it's full of trouble. But somehow, like you said, we think that's just going to walk wipe away mm-hmm. once we accept him as our Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. So again, let's talk about that thing that pushed you to being almost an atheist. Okay, so with, with, the, with again, trouble after trouble mm-hmm. after trouble. And it doesn't matter what, you know, well, in a sense, it doesn't matter what your trouble is. If it's trouble to you, then it is absolutely trouble. 
and that's Absolutely. whether um, yeah, I don't know you want to be in a, in a serious relationship, if you want to be married, if you want to have children, and those things aren't happening, if you want a certain set of friends, if you want a certain job, if those things aren't lining up and you have your checklist and you've done this, this, and this, mm-hmm. and it still hasn't happened, it created in within me personally, like, wait a minute now, what, what are you not listening? Mm. You know, are you not listening? Because mind you now, I was still reading the Bible as it was a history book. Okay. Even though I was already in intercessory prayer and I knew how to pray and I was taught very well how to pray. Um, I like I still, that history still, book. You were reading it mm-hmm. as the account of things that happened right. during mm-hmm. that time. But where was the application in your life? And there, and that there's time for that. Um, you'll have plenty of time um, to apply what you've read. Um, but you got to understand it, and you've got to receive it, not just to read it, right? Again. As a history book. That's a great point. I get what I'm saying. So that's what I've done. I still read it as a history book, and I'm still telling God my little checklist I got going here. So as I if he this, doesn't know. I, I did this, and I did that. And I prayed the entire service um, when I was at church. I mm. prayed the whole two or three hours when church was gone. I prayed wow. the entire time. I prayed for the minister that was coming up. I did all of these things. Wow. Okay. And here, look at my, my personal life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was smiling on the outside. I had this garage of things going on on the inside. Ooh, a whole garage. Yeah, I had a Girl, don't talk about garage. Don't make me think about what's in my garage. That's a great visual right there. Yeah, I, I want y'all to think about what's in your garage, what's tucked away, what's hidden and in your garage as we're talking about the change. Now you, now you know because I believe that every person is familiar with themselves. Um, so I live with me 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So I know what's going on with me and I know that how I read the Bible, I respected God but I See, didn't you can always, say it. We're, we're coming okay. clean here on the chain. <laughs> but I didn't always like him because mm. I didn't understand. I loved him, but That's I didn't always understand his ways. And so you didn't necessarily like him yeah, at all he was time. somebody That's that I respected. He was somebody yeah. that I respected, mm-hmm. of course, because he is God. Um, but I didn't always like him. Again, we go back to the book, me reading it as a history book. Me and my heart, this should have been happening. This should have happened in years. I've got notebooks of things that I have written down that hadn't come true. And wow. just, I mean, a whole lot of things. And disappointment and so, after disappointment. Yes. And so those things begin to build uh, within me. And it was, so many things happened in the church. Because um, I went to different churches. Um, I went to a big church. Different churches you were seeking. Yeah. Because once I started going, it I don't know if you want to say it's enough. Because anytime one of my friends said, well, let's go to this church across town. Sure, let's go. You know, uh, we, let's go to, the, oh, they're having a revival. I belong to another church, but I was doing revival at another church. I knew that there was a revival at Excess Church. And I'll say, when time does church start? With holiness, people, <laughs> church started eight eight o'clock. But you know, you you know, you got there when you got there, and church mm-hmm. was still going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was at every revival, uh, every revival that I knew about, whether it was at the high school, at the actual church, and they were always packed. It was you standing room only. They pull out a chair for you. It was standing room only. Every time there was an altar call, I was at the altar call. Wow. Every single time. So. It was something that was, I don't know if you want to call it a drive. It was still there because I was still seeking. And I, so you were still hungry. There was a hunger mm-hmm. and a thirst yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Even though you were going through these disappointments, mm-hmm. you knew. Did you at that point understand that the change that you were seeking 
was still at the altar. It was still this God that maybe you didn't like sometimes, mm -hmm. but there was something that was still drawing you. Yes, I was still being drawn. And a part of it, well, this is some time back now, but part of it was a little bit of fear because I got I didn't want to go to hell. A little because bit of what? Fear. Fear. Yeah, because I, I didn't want to go to hell. Hell was a very real place, and it still is. It was a very real place, and it was the way that it was described, um, either by the preacher preaching or in the actual word, mm -hmm. it's a real place. And so in the way that I was hearing it in my own ears, that's a place that you didn't want to go. Right. So if you weren't saved, you were on your way there. Fine. So if I got this part out of my life, I wouldn't be going there. But I still had this stuff going on in my heart. It wasn't necessarily that part of it a heart transplant. I was dressed very well on the outside. Mm -hmm. But um, on the inside, the it's heart. The, it's the inside, that garage again. Um, it was the inside that was wrestling and wrestling and wrestling and wrestling. And when you let stuff build up with me, when you let stuff build up, it creates a internal, like a fire. And this fire meaning not go out and witness the fire being anger. It's what they call seething anger mm -hmm. um, inside of you. Now you can look very well on the outside, and I'm talking about me, um, but seething on the inside because still these things didn't happen. Mm -hmm. These things didn't happen mm -hmm. for me. Um, As we're going through this, um, I really pray that you are listening and being honest with yourself. And if you still have that garage of things, think about your garage. Maybe it's something that you're still angry with God for that he didn't do for you. Maybe there's issues. Maybe there's unforgiveness. I want you in your mind to start unpacking that garage. Maybe it's time for you. Tia talked about her checklist. Why don't you get a pen and paper, write down all those disappointments, write down all those issues that still have not let you come to that change that you know has to take place for you to have that to have that true relationship with God for you to be able to go to heaven mm -hmm. and not hell that's real as you talked yes. about mm -hmm. and that fear so many people are in the church or associated with church mm -hmm. around so church, church yes. because around church uh -huh. and around church people yes. because they don't want to go to hell they have that fear mm -hmm. but they still are not in a true relationship with God God, which is something that only you can build. This is definitely a one-on-one -on -one, mm -hmm. um, thing yeah. where you have to, when we, when the preacher, anybody says, give your heart to the Lord, that is a real thing because I had no problem giving him my tithe right off the bat. Mm -hmm. I had no problem with that. I had no problem following instruction, going to church. I had no problem going well the only problem i did have is that they were older women and i didn't necessarily want to be with older women but those were the ones who taught me how to pray and so when i got used to that i was going and that became rote I got you. okay and that became rote i love those women today i love them today um because they did give me the foundations of prayer mm -hmm. it's only one of them that's still alive now but um i love them today because i don't think if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have anything to fall back on. Well, you have that foundation, and yeah. that is so key. And mm -hmm. if you don't have a foundation, mm -hmm. you need to seek out someone that you know 
is real with God and not just someone with, that's going to preach to you with itching ears, mm-hmm. right? Oh so we're talking about, and we've been going through on our 21-day Daniel fast, our theme was transformation, mm-hmm. transformation. And so we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, right? Not conform to the things of this world because the world will say, you're right, see, I told you there's no God. Mm-hmm. So now you're yes. almost on the edge mm-hmm of agreeing as you were telling me before when we talked that you were at the edge of saying maybe there is no God maybe God is not real or I choose not to believe in this God so you have to make sure that you don't get to that place where the enemy has planted so many seeds in your mind and you've allowed yourself Mm -hmm. you know you have to open up the door and entertain that and it's very dangerous to entertain right now we're focusing on the change so as you got to that place of disbelief or not wanting to believe or being bitter and angry with God, what was that thing that just snatched you back in that woke you up? Well, first of all, let me say there are, there are several, there are several, mm-hmm. several, several gods. Um, they all will bow to, to, to Jesus, but there are several gods. And mm-hmm. so there's the, the, you know, the God of, of intellect and I, I, to pride myself on being, you know, an intellectual, so I can speak intellectually about Christianity and Jesus. But Jesus got down to the guts of, of things. Right. So oh. you're saying mm-hmm. that on your journey, you yeah. you believe that there were several gods. Yes. And several. then, mm-hmm. yeah. And mm-hmm. so now, what? But we know that there's only, only one, one God, God now. now. We yes. know that. Mm-hmm. But see, that's what it. As you say, people get caught up into all of the teaching. Because again, you're a history buff. Mm-hmm. You read, and that makes sense to me. And then we process it. Right. Right. Like that. Um, Very dangerous. It, yes, it can be dangerous because people will say stuff, and they still are saying it about what about all the famine in the world? What about um, all these things that are happening to children, uh, helpless children? What about you know the women that you know really bad things? And I don't think I need to name that. Mm-hmm. Uh, really bad things happen to women. If God is real. Oh, we're real on the change, the yeah. rape, why incest, all of that. Why does this stuff still happen? And I used to study, used to read um, the Bible just to answer questions too. So oh, I wow. call myself maturing, and mm-hmm. so I used to just to answer questions. You know, I just so I that you can have that intellectual just, conversation. Just so, just so I can just so I can have that conversation, and you can talk about things just like when you go to school to get your degree. You can talk, you talk about it enough to get the degree, you know, right enough to get the degree. You answer the question enough to get a degree. You're not changed, and the person's not changed. They're just satisfied with the answer. Right. Um, you want them to be satisfied with the answer, or you want them to see your life. Um, I saw my life from the inside, so I knew that I was dealing with some things up you here. Knew you that, had those issues. Yeah, I knew that I had those issues, but I thought I was being fair and just having a response. Mm-hmm. Um, in the in the innermost being, I was I can't remember where it does not come into me now, uh, where I was. Um, something out of the Psalms that sort of pulled me back. Okay, it was um, the word. Yeah, the Psalm it'll come to me. Um, mm-hmm. But it pulled me back when I was not, you know, physically going to harm myself, but mentally. Um, I was going to harm myself because, again, you you can pride yourself on intellect, and there's nothing wrong with being smart, but when smart is your God, mm-hmm. and when smart is your internal God, mm-hmm. when you think that you can outwit him, when you think that you, you know, have all the answers for your own life, 
you're fooling yourself, especially if you said that you're saved. Right. If you've gone to That's the right. altar, if He's, Jesus is the head of your life, and mm-hmm, you told him he was mm-hmm. the head of your life, but you keep taking the reins back. Right. Uh, you keep taking the reins back because, you know, you got the answer, and then you find out that you don't. There you go. That part right there, when you realize that you do not have the answer, and your answer is God, the thing that you're trying to run mm-hmm. away from. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited that you came on to really let people know how dangerous it is. It is to question God, to allow yourself to go to the place where you're doubting that if there is really a God. And Tia, as I think about the first day that we ever met you um, at Grace and Deliverance, and I believe you would tell that story, (laughs) because as I think about the change, you have been in Savannah for a while, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Probably have been to some churches, other churches. This was a, okay, I mean, let me take it back. That was the first uh, grace and deliverance. You have to understand, Mm -hmm. when I came here, I didn't want to be here. Okay, first, you didn't want to be in Savannah. It it was way too slow, and it was all that stuff, and it wasn't my vision. It was my Mm -hmm, mom's vision. mm -hmm. So, um, having said that, I was just driving around, and I was was so upset, Mm -hmm. and I just drove with all the windows down, like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. I mean, here's nothing going on. Everybody's asleep, you know. (laughs) And um, I drove in the parking lot of Grace and Deliverance. It's a white church. Okay. Um, it's a white church. Is that what yeah, you said? Yeah, like, the, you know, the building yeah. is white. And can, I don't know if I can say her name, Sister Natalie. Okay. Sister, I saw Sister Natalie. And I said, I need to, I need to be here. You know? And that's all I said to her. And she... Oh, well, we have church, and, you know, she just, you know, read, she just, you know, read it right away. She said, we'd love to have you, love to see you. I went home, and I said, Mom, I found your church. Wow. Those were my words. Mom, I found your church. Wow. And the rest is literal history. And I remember you saying to me, and because when you said the word holiness before, that you saw that in the name of the church, mm-hmm. Grace and Deliverance, Kingdom Church of Christ, Holiness unto the Lord. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that word kind of stuck out to you. Yeah. Because, Holiness. and I, for me, just thinking about it now, it, it means change, basically. Yes. That you are mm-hmm. set apart. You are holy unto God. You are righteous. Yes. And so a lot of times, people don't really know what they're looking for. I knew that that was, I, I knew that Grace and Deliverance was the church. I didn't know mm-hmm. who was going to be the church for how long, but I knew even when even when I upset, um, I knew that that was the church. Right. I just, there's one of those things that you can't explain, and for a person who talks an awful lot like I do, um, those words don't come to me to explain it, how I knew, you know, that grace and deliverance was the place. But you, you know? just knew. I just knew. And I came home, I said, Ma, I found your church. And that was all that I said. And I think when she came, she agreed. And this is not a commercial for Grace and Deliverance. How it is. However, this is Grace and Deliverance. And we're talking about the change that happens in your life. Because God will bring circumstances, Mm -hmm. people. You know, when you are chosen, we talk a lot about being chosen also. Mm -hmm. We talk about change. But when you are chosen and you are called, got to a certain place. Mm -hmm. Um, and to a place that God wants you. I'm not talking about a physical place, but a spiritual place so that he can use you. Mm -hmm. Then when you respond to that call, Mm -hmm. that makes you chosen. 
So you are chosen to be here in this space and in this time. You have seen, you're a young lady, but just the time that I've known you, you've seen the hand of God. You've seen so many miracles that happen. That could be a whole nother episode. Yes, it could. Um, as we talk about the miracles that God has done in your life for you and right. all of the new things that he's done. And in the midst of your change. So let me say, number one, thank God you made it out of that yes. mindset. You yeah, know? because the and mindset to anyone, you, yeah, the mindset in itself, the mindset in itself, because it now remember now it's you talking to you mm -hmm. um, and so when you're having conversations with yourself and you automatically think that you're right you need that interruption to reflect right. and sort of look at yourself in the mirror in your mental mirror because it's you talking to you and the psalm it was uh, was Psalm 103 not all of it but um, bless the Lord O my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name well I knew how to bless the Lord because I learned that in intercessory intercessory prayer mm -hmm. so I just said something along the lines of bless you Lord and it was like as if you know like and I've had to say it on several occasions um, it was as if my heart burst forward wow physically mm -hmm. I felt it um, bless so it the was Lord. the word that yeah. changed you yes the word yes because it was no longer a history book okay this was becoming real to me it, it became real to me and it is still becoming real to me um, bless the Lord on my soul. It, it means something way more now than when I first, first read it. Because it is a command. Mm -hmm. Many bless. people will just read it, but it is a command. Mm -hmm. Bless the Lord. You're telling your soul, oh mm -hmm. my soul, you're telling your soul, you're commanding your soul to bless the Lord. And when you bless the Lord, change has to happen. Something happens on the inside yeah, of you, right? Yeah, I get ready to say now, again, I felt... The burst, the bursting in my heart, like you know, how like, mm. you burst, like you know, you have a bag and you burst it. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I felt that bursting in my heart, and this was an internal thing. And what it does is it rushes, at least it did for me, it rushes throughout um, your body, mm -hmm. your natural body, it, within, outside, you know, because people are, you know, people are who they are, who they dress themselves up to be on the outside. The inside um, will then reflect on the on the on the outside. The inside, which is the real, um, will reflect on the outside. You'll become more free. Um, you'll become, you'll really be blessing the Lord because you really mean it. Because you mean it. Yeah, you, because, you, because you really mean it. Oh, my soul. And all that is within me. I don't have a whole lot, but whatever it is within me, bless his holy name. Right. And it will begin to grow because it means more to you than when, you first, than when I first said it, when I was reading it as a history book when all of the biblical people were walking around and that's how I read it. But now this actually means something to me, to Tia. And, and that when it means something to you, it changes you. Mm -hmm. When something is real to you. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the change. And I want you each to remember, and sometimes it's really good to go back and remember what was it that changed your life before. And for anyone who is listening, who has not experienced the full change, the change that you realize that you are no longer your own, that you do not belong to you, that you belong to Jesus Christ, that you belong to God, and you want his will for your life. Mm -hmm. You want his will. Now, I like to talk about the definitions of change um, when we do this. Mm -hmm. So there's one, as you mentioned, that comes, that is standing out to me today mm -hmm. is 
one of the definitions to make radically different to make radically different Mm -hmm. to transform Mm -hmm. and so that's what that word did for you Mm -hmm. find your scripture find you something go back to that thing that caused you to change for me as i've said before it was my son being born with two parts of his brain absent and i was outside of the will of god after growing up in the church i knew that i could not even come before god in prayer until that change happened. Mm -hmm. Now for me, it was within a split second. It happened in a second. So Mm -hmm. I know that it is possible. Mm -hmm. For you, maybe you've been going through it, but whatever it is, you must change in order to have the fullness of your life. So I'm so excited. And another definition is to replace with another. Let's change the subject. Let's change. So let's those things in that garage that you need to replace and this is hilarious because my husband is always telling me that he's going to get someone to come over and empty out my garage send everything to goodwill put it in the trash so y'all pray for me that i can have that change that i would organize it because there's some things that i want that are precious Mm -hmm. but change must happen and you know i believe him one day he's going to come through and do that if I don't do something. So we need to change. I, I share that personal story, but you, we need to change. Change is necessary, and then don't go back to that place once no, you've changed. Right? That's that's the thing. Um, you don't want to look back mm-hmm. because was it better? Depends on your definition of better. You know, yeah. were you at peace, or were you just having fun? You know. And there's a lot of there's a lot of difference there. Fun is not peace. Yes, I'm gonna say, were you at peace or were you just having fun? I am just now really acclimating to being in Savannah. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest, right? Yeah, to be honest, to to being uh, acclimated uh, to being here. Uh, But it also it has a lot to do with the word. Mm -hmm. I used again going back to it being history, um, and I don't want to beat that to death. But when I pick it when I pick up the Bible I used to call it the book when and this is the, the Bible, change come on this is what we want to hear go ahead when I pick that when I pick up the Bible to read it now it is as if it saturates my insides it, like as if you pour honey on a, a slice of bread yeah it, it saturates it um, I don't have to intellectualize the word I have to read the word and let it do what it does, which is saturate, which is remove those stony hearts on which uh, removes those things that I feel like that I have a right to hold on to. I, I don't have a right to hold on those things that are not good before the Lord. One of the things is unforgiveness. There was things that happened back in other places that I didn't forgive. When those things are chipped up, let me, I'm talking about me, uh, when those things are chipped up, it's not comfortable. It's necessary, but it's not comfortable. But it's painful. Once, but once it's chipped up and you're reading the word, it's like honey. And it goes right down and it, it just heals it. You often, I did wonder why in the room, but I hold on to that to begin with. Um, and it, and it's, it's time that we don't, God redeems the time. But we, we, the time appears that it was wasted. God redeems the time because he's good. He redeems the time. Mm-hmm. I love that. He redeems the time because he's good. 
And once you give it over to him, whatever the it is, or it could be anything. For me, it was unforgiveness. For your things that it. Happened. She said, and I, again, I hope you're taking notes. She said your it could be anything. But mm-hmm. it's necessary for us to identify that it. Mm-hmm. What is the it that's keeping you from changing? Mm-hmm. What is the it that's keeping you, like you, you from walking in what God has called you to walk into? For being who? Because again, we're talking spiritual as well as natural. Mm-hmm. There's some it's that's holding you back from changing your mind concerning who you can be and what you can accomplish. Mm-hmm. So tonight, I am praying. Oh, I'm sorry. Not tonight. Whenever you're listening to this, I got to get used to this. Mm-hmm. But whenever you listen to this, allow that to I- yourself to identify that it and do something about it and doing something about it, it means change you have to change your mind your mind must be renewed and not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god that's where you're going to be your best mm-hmm. i've been out there in the world and i've done some things mm-hmm. but i operated I realize that I am my best mm-hmm. in God, and that's, that's why mm-hmm. I stay here. I don't know where I would be without mm-hmm. God. And that's the thing. I thought that I could do it all without him, and, it, and because I was, you know, I think I'm pretty intellectual. God showed me otherwise. Mm-hmm. God showed you that? Yeah, God showed me, you know, otherwise. Um, he, he does all things through me. Um, and that comes from my car, that comes from my education, that even comes from the, the job that I have now, the position that I have now. Um, it all came from him. And I told you the story how I got my truck. Um, I, I you know I remember that truck. <laughs> so th- when, when, you, when you change and you're in position with God, and, and we don't use God to dangle people for what he does. No. That's, that's just not, his grace. That's yeah. what he does. We get yeah. more than we deserve, right? But way more. So let's yeah. talk about that beautiful shiny red truck. Because I remember you calling me saying, I don't think I'm going to do it. Right. Because I, I was there back in January. Um, and I was prepared. Got my little checklist. Remember that. Um, and I said, oh, I got my pay stubs. My credit is on point. I'm good. You know, I get there. Something that should have taken 20 minutes. I was there because I even went on my lunch because I figured mm-hmm. I'll drive off with it, you know, because I got all my paperwork. I'm good. Um, and I had a pre-approval notice. I didn't ask. I didn't ask God anything. I'm not being haughty about that. I didn't I did. ask him. Okay. Um, and so I got there. And they kept running stuff. And I gave them the letter. And I'm, I drove the car. You approved me. You yeah, told me to yeah. come. <laughs> I drove the car. I was so I was so into myself that I, I was on the phone in front of my truck, you know, while they ran and did what they had to do. And then it says, well, you can't do, yeah, you know, you can't do it. You know, it can't happen. Bring this, bring that, bring the other thing. I had a folder full of stuff. So I went back twice. In between that time, it says, oh, I need this, this, and this. And I was upset. I was I was more than upset. I was fired up. Um, so I didn't get the car. I got 27, maybe 28 rejection notices. Nobody. And my credit was good enough to move metal off the off the lot. 28 rejections. 28 rejection letters. The 28th letter came in the mail when I went to go get the truck that I have now. Mm-hmm. I had called Pastor and I said, you know, I'm really nervous. I don't want to go. You know, I don't really wow. want to go. I wow. had even canceled it. I had even canceled. This is mm-hmm. April. I had even canceled it 
and you said, well, if you go, it's God. If you don't get it, you know, it wasn't God. So I go, and the place is closed. Wow. The salesperson said it was closed. Um, and he says, I just like to stay because I think that you get the most when you stay the longest. I had the car that I'm mature, that I'm driving now in eight minutes. It took wow. About, I, I took a test drive. By the time I got back, I was already approved. The down payment that I needed, they said, well, you know, if you don't have it, bring it back tomorrow. Um, and I was in... Wow, bring it back tomorrow? Bring it back tomorrow. You can tomorrow. take the truck and yeah. bring it back tomorrow. Yeah, you, we have to update your computer anyway. I said, no, because I'll, I'll just bring it back. <laughs> you know, because I'm thinking they might change their mind, my unbelief. Uh, but God helped my unbelief. I was there a total of 18 minutes. Mm-hmm. And part of that was because of my unbelief. The salesperson had to call my insurance and add it on and everything. I was like, oh, it's mine. Oh, it is mine, you know. And that was the start of things. And then when I pulled it up in my I was like, this car is actually mine. They wow. didn't call me and say, "Are you when are you going when are you going to be here to drop off the money?" Nothing like that. Um, this in the middle when the pandemic started. Wow. Um, when I'm working for a temp company. And that's mm-hmm. what God will do. And that's just he... one of the things, yeah. That was one tangible thing, I put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I know there's so many testimonies, mm-hmm. but when we change, then we change. I love it that our mind changes, our heart changes. God changes us mm-hmm. for his glory. I'd like to leave with you as we um, wrap up this episode of the Change Podcast. Thank you for listening. Please share, like it, yes. um, and, and invite others to listen and have a conversation around this and have an open dialogue of what needs to change and what is that it that you're going to allow God to change. 2 Corinthians 3.18 But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed in the same image from glory to glory even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Tia, that is what God wants us to do. He wants us to be changed as we move from glory to glory to glory. So I thank God for the change that took place in you. I'm looking at this picture of this beautiful flower Mm -hmm. and that's what I see taking place. From the time that I've met you Mm -hmm. to now these years, I see God blooming in you. So God God has work for each of you to do. He has someone's watching you Mm -hmm. and they want you to change. I experienced something today that was so beautiful as, as a young lady got promoted on a job and her boss came by and we were talking and at the end of the conversation he just encouraged her to be who in the position that she was placed in Mm -hmm. he encouraged her to be that leader and not to take back god has called you each of you to do great things so i encourage you to allow the change to take place so that you can go from glory to glory. God bless you. So excited about the Change Amen. Podcast. Yay. I'm going to ask our guest, Tia Hughes, to mm-hmm. pray us out and, and close us in prayer. Mm-hmm. And, of course, extend an invitation to Grace and Deliverance Kingdom Church of Christ, Holiness unto the Lord. We are located at 11826 Apache Avenue. As Tia said, we're that little white church that sits in the field there yes. on Apache Avenue and our We say that change happens at Grace and Deliverance. So we are praying that change is happening to you right now, wherever you are. Our mission is to change lives through the saving grace of God. 
bring deliverance through his word and offer hope through his love. We love you. God loves you. And please agree with God for the change that he wants to take place in your life. Because when you change, others will change and you are going to impact others with your change. God bless you. We're going to ask Tia to close us out. Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this hour. We thank you for this day and this time that we've not seen before. We thank you that we bless you through this time. Father, we thank you that your coming is nearer now than when we first believed. Father, we ask that you transform our hearts from the inside out that we be a living testimony that those that are thirsty will drink from what we have. It is in Jesus' name we pray. We thank you for the anointing upon our lives. We thank you that we are anointed to do what you have us to do. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And remember, it is time to change. We look forward to talking to you next time on the Change Podcast.